welcome to the Heady Conversations with Scott and Miranda. We welcome you back again, friends, to join in on our conversation with Chef Brandon Allen from the Tricome Institute. Uh, We told you last week all about the Tricome Institute and the good work that they do in education for um, bud tenders and aspiring... uh, Cannabis chefs. Yeah, cannabis chefs, cannabis professionals, um, in a number of different uh, kind of... Capacities. Yeah, yeah, areas of expertise. Uh, yeah. You, you can get education from them in a lot of different ways. Um, so, yeah, as we mentioned at the end of the last episode and teased a little bit at the beginning of the, the last episode, um, Chef Brandon informed us uh, while we were interviewing him that, <laughs> that they had just discovered about 30 minutes before we got on our Zoom call that uh, their Instagram account with 45,000 followers had been deactivated. Yeah. So there's that uh, bit of Instagram censorship that we talked about a few weeks back. Right. Um, so, yeah, we thought that it would be interesting to continue that conversation with somebody who was in the process of going through it. And, yeah, we just had a lot of fun talking with Chef Brandon, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> so we kept going. Um, so we hope you are um, enjoying the things that he's talking about. Again, we encourage you to go uh, check them out and check him out on the different social media platforms that they are still on. Uh, you know, fingers crossed, knock on wood, maybe their Instagram has been reinstated by now, fingers or maybe they've crossed. got a, you know, second account up and running. But, um, in the meantime, you can go find them on the other areas that we've already linked on the website and we'll be linking again, um, with all the information for this episode. But yeah, here, uh, enjoy some more with chef Brandon and Scott and I, I dig that. Yeah. It's I fantastic. Think that's, I mean, I, I went to culinary arts school and cannabis has been something that's been on the forefront of my mind. Um, and even just cooking for myself. Mm. So um, it's been, yeah, I'm definitely going to sign up to take this class. Cause I think it's really important to sort of figure out all of the amazing things that go into preparing a meal and all of the different things that you can use. And, you know, for anyone else who's listening and that wants to take the course, there's a lot to learn. It's our most advanced course. And the biggest thing I want people to understand is not a cooking course, not here to teach you how to saute, flambe, the difference between roasting and braising and (laughs) pan frying versus deep frying and, and all of that. This is a course where you come to with your knowledge of food and you're going to learn about how cannabis works with food and how terpenes play a role. And you're going to learn about some of the things that come from a a philosophical and entertainment perspective, like I've shared on this, that will help you become a confident cannabis chef and responsible cannabis chef. Uh, And I do go through all the different types of infusions I show in video, the ones that make sense to show others. I describe in, in text in the workbook because some of them just don't really matter some of them you can understand yeah. it in theory without having to be walked through it. Um, but the most important thing with the course is, you know, there's, there's this gray area of cannabis. There's plenty of chefs that are taking this course that are doing things illegally. There's plenty of chefs that are taking things that have access to a lab test around the corner and they can, they can just do any event that they want. And that's that. Um, but there's, again, there, I talk a lot about spectrums. That's the spectrum of, you know, black market, gray market to white market, however people want to describe it. Um, and so with, with that, I'm not here to like be completely in the legal zone because I know that the majority of students taking it are. So in the things that matter, like dosing and proper homogenization of foods and extraction efficiency of these different bases and different types of products and et cetera, et cetera. I go through a lot of it. So people, and regardless of where they fall in the spectrum can at least properly make an infusion. You might not know what the dose is because that's the reality of working with a flower infusion as an example. Mm-hmm. It is impossible to know what your dose will be because it's impossible to know what your extraction efficiency will be. And it's impossible to know to, that the flower you have does represent, ref- present the lab test that it came with because that's not the flower that was lab tested. Right. You know, so right, like the world right. of flower is the, the most challenging. Um, and but those anyway, lab tests so, do change, like the older the flower is, et cetera. So you're never really truly going to know. 
Yeah. And even if you take like, you know, age, uh, the aging and the degradation of cannabinoids, is it, yeah. it, it takes a long time. <laughs> it takes a long time for anything significant to happen. Uh, even if it's stored really badly, uh, it still does take quite a bit of time. Hmm. Um, but, but it's just the idea that, you know, whenever, whenever a company gets flower tested, they're picking the, the cream of the crop. Right. Absolutely. They're yeah. not picking the little popcorn bud at the bottom of the plant <laughs> that it hasn't gotten the amount of light that the other side, and I'm not a grower, but I do know that there are huge variances uh, in the different positions on a plant, let alone the, where it's at on the rack. Was it on the external? Was it on the internal? Was it on the end? Like it, it just varies, you know, yeah. if you look sure. at the, the carbohydrate uh, content of gala apples on a single tree, they're going to vary, you know? Right. Um, now when you're smoking it, it's not that big of a difference, but when it comes to digestion and you're, you're talking about the amount of milligrams of THC, and then you include extraction efficiency, which is going to vary based on every single type of fat and or alcohol or whatever else. Um, yeah, it, it, you could go and you could say, Oh, well, this is going to be 10 milligrams each. And really it's 20. <laughs> or, yeah. or it could be, it could be three, it could be two milligrams. <laughs> it, that, that's the challenge with flour. But, but I go through all these things in the course. So at the end of the day, regardless of what type of market someone is in, they can, to the best of their ability compared to all the other resources out there that I know of, feel really confident about the infusion that they are delivering someone and not just the infusion, but the experience that they can provide them. That's fabulous. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the videos that I've seen from you all in general through the... The Tricom Institute. Yeah, the, the yeah. classes that we took personally. And of course, all the stuff that you guys put up on Instagram and whatnot. It's all super professional and, and great and entertaining too. You're very good on camera. Yes. I know we're not using Thank this you. video today, but <laughs> you know, you're a, you're Hell, a personable chap. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, so I, I very much look forward to checking out the cooking class as well. And I think people will be, you know, very happy if they haven't checked you out yet to, you know, look into what you all are doing. And, you know, I think we look forward to continuing the conversation too, you yeah, know, as, as you develop new courses and um, get into different aspects. I know Max is involved in the, the psychedelic side of things and that uh, yep. medicine as well. And that's something that we haven't talked about yet on the show, but both of us are, are very much in support of and yeah. um, have an interest in talking about Likewise. the future. So yeah, it's 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 been a wild journey with yeah. this. Cuz we just we just got back from DC this weekend cuz we went to the National Cannabis Festival down there. And yeah, awesome. DC is a completely different world from Maryland. Yeah, you were just talking about black market, gray, gray market. market and yeah, yeah DC <laughs> is the definition of that. Um <laughs> what yeah, the because cannabis- there's no regulation, there's no right. industry, there's just a decriminalization and like question it's, mark. It's a gifting, <laughs> it's a gifting market in DC. Sure. So they have their medical uh cannabis uh dispensaries, but um if you want to buy a t-shirt from the guy on the street, he'll give you an eighth of weed. Right. So- <laughs> <laughs> buy, buy a t-shirt for $50 and you get a gift um, yeah. to go with it. Right. You know, it's, so it's, it's, a, it's just a wild, it's one of those, like one of those thick collared hundred percent cotton t-shirts that uh-huh. shrinks. And like, just by look, you, you, you walk outside in the heat and it, it reduces two sizes. Yes. <laughs> But those are the only um, events that I've been to so far myself, culinary events that I've been to have been DC Mm pop-ups. I've never been to Mm -hmm. like an official cannabis meal in like Denver or in California somewhere or up in British Columbia or something. So, And we just started having CBD dinners here in Maryland. Yeah, there was just a CBD cooking competition here locally. Um, Mm. So, yeah, I mean, there's definitely uh movement going on in that area but as you said it's mainly black and gray market um not necessarily on the up and up well i think the all right i'm gonna i might ruffle some feathers here but i'm going to go for it cbd dinners (laughs) to me are just hilarious because like you're not going to feel anything unless, unless, and this is where what's interesting right now is that there are, there are companies like um, just to pop the mind Trojan horse is one um, Oak cliff uh, is another where they are. And there's, there are others, but they are dosing their gummies 
or the, and they're edibles based off of the legit 0.3% THC. Okay. So if you take a gummy and you make it five grams by weight, mm-hmm. 0.3% is a significant amount of THC. So if we do 5,000 times 0.03%. Yeah. <laughs> it ends up being like 15 milligrams of THC. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah. So you can get people high at a full hemp. Sure. Federally legal, legal. cannabis dinner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can be any chef. You can be, you can do it all with your taxes. You're falling under your LLC, the whole kit and caboodle, like, because it's federally legal. Yeah. Now, if you get, if someone, you get an accident, someone gets an accident on their way home because they're too stoned and you get sued, uh, it might cause some issues with, depending on your insurance company, if you were the one that gave them this intoxicant, but you know, that same could happen with alcohol. It just depends on the state, but yeah, yeah, someone right now can do a full intoxicating hemp experience. Yeah. Now it depends on what they're offering with the infusion. If they're getting a, a, a tincture that's really formulated based on that point, uh, uh, 0.3% and they're able to deliver a couple milligrams within each course. Like you can get people high. Now keep in mind, you're getting a shit ton of CBD at the same time mm-hmm. with this ratio. So the CBD is definitely because it's being delivered at the same time is definitely going to minimize a lot of the intoxicating effects that people were experienced. Uh, but there's also now like with Delta eight and CBN and uh, what is it? Delta what do they call it? Delta O or THCO, THCO and, and, and these different things. So um, that's one of the things I think is really interesting about now that wasn't necessarily a thing when I first got started cooking with cannabis and doing dinners is that a federally legal hemp cannabis chef is a thing and they can get people high and they could also just have a dinner and they could have vape pens they could just have Delta eight and different vape pens and not even infuse any of the food. Now, are you a cannabis chef? If you do that? Yes. Yeah. If you're serving food and cannabis, you are a cannabis chef. Now, what is a chef is what a lot of, there's a lot of debate there. What defines that, which again, there's a spectrum, <laughs> uh, but you know, I, I think that um, it's a really interesting opportunity. So, back to your CBD dinner that's there. If people are just getting like CBD isolate or they're, and they're, they're hardly getting a milligram or anything of, 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 of THC, I think it's a good thing in the sense of you're able to provide people with an educational experience in the mm-hmm. sense of destigmatizing cannabis and making it further normalized. Uh, but I, I just hope that those dinners, people aren't saying that this CBD is going to work all these medicinal benefits for you at the right. dinner. Cause that's where I, I pump the brake cards and anything medicinally. Like I don't tell people it will help with this or help with that. Uh, if people ask, I can say things like, well, some people have experienced benefits right. with anxiety with this, or I, I deflect, you know, uh, because I don't think that most people, even a lot of the doctors that are telling people to take this for that, know exactly what they're talking about outside of anecdotal evidence, because a lot of the data is based off of isolated compounds um, or has nothing to do with terpenes and, and cannabinoids and whatnot. So it's really hard to navigate that and say, take this for that. It's just a, uh, I, I really pumped the brakes there, but, but tell me about the CBD dinner. Like, what was it like there? Did you get high? Were they formulating things of 0.3%? Did they have other intoxicants that are hemp derived? Well, unfortunately, neither of us got to go. Well, it, so <laughs> okay. Well, shit. <laughs> and uh, then there's a, there's another com- there's another coming up. The competition is coming up. The competition is coming up. The dinner just happened. Uh, I believe so. Yeah, I think it was this past weekend because yeah. everything was happening around four twenty. Right. There were so many different. There were like three or four different, mm-hmm. you know, cannabis festivals in various parts of Maryland. But since we're so close to DC, we wanted to go down and check out National Cannabis mm-hmm. Fest, which was. An interesting experience, to say the least. <laughs> it was uh, way, way. Aren't they all? It was very chaotic. Very. Um, yeah, it was. But I feel like um, I'm definitely going to go check one of them out because I'm curious. 
there's a lot of atmosphere that goes into play with the dinners mm. that are being done, which I'm into. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I was like, Hmm, CBD dinner. Cool. I like, I love CBD. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a very beautiful location. The atmosphere looks very beautiful. So I'm, I'm excited to see what do it's you think like. That, do you think that, um, a lot of the CBD only type of things, regardless of the amount of THC that could be in it, added into the infusion. Do you think that a lot of people are doing it just for the sake of normalization, education, and just getting people used to having something that does have to do with cannabis and knowing that a lot of the people are just going to show up blazed out of their mind anyway? (laughs) I think so. Well, honestly, from, from what I've saw from the flyers for the competition, it looks like it's predominantly CBD flower growers, but also these mm. CBD shops that are selling things like the Delta Eight, et gotcha, cetera, gotcha, gotcha. that are competing okay. in this cooking competition. So it's being put on by um, a guy who's basically a, a bulletin board for local cannabis companies, which is not something okay, so that, a, that we do. It's you know, marketing. We, Yes. Basically, yeah, it's it's a it's a networking and marketing event um, more than it's a cannabis dinner experience. You know, it's it's being billed as gotcha. a competition. Okay. Um, I think most of the events he does are competition or like awards based. He has like a an annual mm-hmm. awards dinner, um, but it happens to be most of the people that advertise through his service, uh, you know, and he's got an app and I'm not knocking what he does at all. But it's definitely a very different experience than I think you might have been thinking when you heard CBD dinner. Yeah. 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 So I think that um, I've been to a couple CBD only events here in Texas and it was amazing. And what was so amazing about it is that I'm in Texas and there are people smoking weed and I'm putting right. air quotes for you mm, listening. Right. And even though it was hemp, now I'm pretty sure people were smoking plenty of marijuana and they didn't care because they're at this event, but it was really good for, for these events in the sense of normalization. You know, we, we were at the first Texas hemp convention right before COVID. That was amazing to be a part of, uh, watching cowboy hats and boots walk around (laughs) and looking at the, you know, these different things. Uh, we just did an event with Texas A&M that was all hemp based and it was awesome. Uh, I, I even did a cooking demo there. Um, and I did uh, one in Austin last 420 celebration. I did a cooking demo and there was a bunch of suppliers there and these different things. So in, in that sense of like normalizing and whatnot, I think it's really good. Uh, I, I, where I, I just, in the sense of like a CBD only cannabis dinner, I think it's good for normalization. Um, but if they're only going to be serving CBD isolate, here's a reality. People go to events like this because they like to feel different. They want to have wine. They want to have drinks, you know, like that's where if someone's going to do CBD only and they're using it as an educational experience and there's nothing intoxicating from the cannabinoids that like, Hey, have some good wine and spirits and cocktails and infuse them and, and like normalize it through that way. Um, Otherwise, you know, I, uh, there's like this expectation that people have a cannabis event. Uh, I think that now because of these formulations, people can get people high at CBD only hemp based cannabis events. I think that's amazing as long as people actually know that there is THC because that could also open up some doors for disaster people to hear hemp and they think they're not going to get high whatsoever and they end up getting getting that way so i guess there you know at the end of the day there is no bad event in the sense of cbd and how it's being promoted yeah it's just as long as like the people who are coming have the expectation they understand what to expect so people are showing up and they're like you know getting this meal which is good there's no alcohol there because they don't want to cross promote that even though the majority of people are smoking and drinking at the same time. Let's be real. Um, and all they're doing is like delivering CBD isolate and things like that. I think people would show up to that and just be like, okay, well, I don't feel anything. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> on my, my, the food was good, I guess, but like, I don't like, what, is, what are they going to take from that? So in states where people are or want to do that, um, just be very mindful that when you're dealing with cannabis, hemp, marijuana, or any ratio of the two, I think that there is an expectation that guests have for these types of things and you don't want to let them down. Yeah. I agree. You know? Yeah, absolutely. That totally makes sense. So I have a question for you all now. 
Yeah. I said you and y'all at the same time. I'm, I'm I used to live Texas in Austin. <laughs> I used to live in Austin. Okay. And I've spent a okay. lot of my life in Texas. So y'all comes out of my mouth every now and then too. It's fine. Yeah. Well, I say it all the time, but every once in a while I, I go to say like use guys. Cause right. I, like being Pennsylvania <laughs> on the right, border of the use guy. Yeah, well, in, in Pennsylvania, there's also yins, yins. there. Oh, yeah, my girlfriend's yeah. from Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, my, my wife and I met there. But anyway, so a question for yins, yeah. each of you. Why are you doing this podcast? Not with me, but as a whole. Why sure. are you doing it? Um, I think for me, there is a gap between consumerism and education. And community. They're all just completely disparate in this state. Like there is no mm. cannabis community. There is no mm. like, yeah, it's a very strange, like weird thing. I even put out a call to action on like my Instagram the other day. I was like, content creators, let's get together and do something and make something happen because it's not happening. We've got people who are doing great stuff over here, people doing great stuff over here, but they're not they're not coming together to work together to build that thing, that hmm. community that benefits everyone. So I love that and I'm going to share a perspective that you I think you'll understand. And then Scott, I'd love to hear your answer. Absolutely. And that is that is that everyone talks about the cannabis community. Mm-hmm. And again, those listening, I'm putting my air quotes up. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't think that there is a cannabis community anymore. I think that there are a bunch of individual little tiny communities and they all love talking shit about each other. There is a lot of shit talking. <laughs> there's, it, there's a lot of divisiveness yeah. that I've found within our own you know, community, so to speak. And that I, I, I struggle with and I've seen it. And the reason I've seen it is because one, I'm, I'm out there, like my face and my mouth and my words are out there, social media. I'm, I'm in the public eye, so to speak. And our company, uh, Tricom also Mm -hmm. is, and I got to tell you some of the things that people have said through social media, the terrible things that some people have said. It's really, really interesting to that at the same time they're saying, oh, the cannabis community, but they will talk so much shit about different things because mm-hmm. it might be just something that they disagree with. And I find it interesting. Cannabis is supposed to be this thing that brings everyone together. Uh, you know, yeah. but I've seen like from earlier on when I used to talk about the cannabis community, uh, you know, when I first got involved six years ago or so to now, I, it feels like it has just broken up a little bit. Yeah. And so if you have this goal within this podcast to help bring that together and maybe pick up those puzzle pieces, that's awesome because that is very much so needed. Uh, And I realize it's lofty. I realize that (laughs) it's a big goal, but I think it can be done. but But you can achieve a goal and let's say you don't, reach the full the puzzle's not completely put together hell even if you're missing half the pieces it's better than where it's at exactly incremental steps of cohesion and that true sense of community and getting people to understand like hey it's okay if we have different products or we do disagree with different extraction methods Mm -hmm. or this or that but hey can we all agree that we're the are we have like the same end game here which is for you know people to not go to jail anymore about it yeah and that's one of the you big know, things. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And have their records yep. expunged if they have already gone to exactly. jail and yep. that they are yep. economically able to get in on this uh, pie baking <laughs> as, <laughs> as everybody cashes in on the cannabis uh, industry. Yeah. All, all that stuff is stuff that we talk about regularly on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And, and that speaks to, you know, why I've, you know, uh, been involved in this is because, I was a bartender for 20 years, right? And kind of my natural evolution as a bartender, I started out working at college bars where it was high volume, popping bottles and pouring shots all night. And 
nine out of 10 people that walked into that bar were walking in to get blackout drunk, <laughs> you know? And mm. then at the, the end of my uh, bartending career, the last eight, nine years of my bartending career before COVID, which is when I transitioned into cannabis, um, that was craft cocktails, you know, and that was focused more on educating people about spirits and educating mm. people about, you know, mixing things together to create a different, you know, oh, I don't like Campari. Well, you've, you've only ever had Campari and soda, so you only know Campari one right. way. But if I mix it with some gin and some vermouth and make a Negroni for you, I'm going to pr- mm-hmm. present Campari, you know. And, and as you said, the, the cannabis chef, you know, helps guide and create that experience. It's the same with a craft bartender. You know, the experience I agree have completely with that cocktail being served it from me versus my friend Miranda or my friend Brendan or because where I come from determines how I make that cocktail and the part of that cocktail's history or, you know, makeup that I think is most interesting that I'm going to stress to you and find a way to relate to whatever you like or, you know, um, because I would talk to people about cocktails the way I would talk to people about cannabis as a bud tender. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. What do I want to drink tonight? Well, I can't tell you what you want to drink tonight. How do you want to feel tonight? Yeah. You know, are you feeling bubbly? Are you feeling fun? Are you trying to just forget your day a little bit? You know, that's going to determine whether I'm going to steal you, steer you towards, you know, a painkiller <laughs> made with mezcal mm-hmm. or whether I'm going to give you like a Bellini. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> those are two very yeah. different things. And as you can be the same person and enjoy both those experiences. So uh, back to, you know, what brought me to cannabis and then this podcast is that desire to want to tell those stories and find ways to help people relate to cannabis, to demystify it um, like a good cocktail bartender does with spirits and cocktails um and yeah uh to to educate and yeah have some yeah, fun have, have some, some fun. conversations i think that's awesome uh, as someone who bartended for many years throughout my late teens and into my 20s um when i started working at a craft cocktail place during culinary school for a brief time uh what I found amazing was how many, like you mentioned Campari, uh, but another one that people just tend to just want nothing to do with is gin. Oh yeah. And so when, or, or that they don't know that the original martini is gin, gin. it's not vodka. And there wasn't a splash of dry vermouth. There was like equal parts to it. And when you put a real original martini in front of someone with, dry vermouth and um and gin and a a lemon twist and watch their eyes their eyebrows like go up (laughs) and smile and they're like holy crap this can taste that good like i would never think to to drink these two things together uh and it's it's really cool so i think it's neat that you're you have that approach of well a lot of what was talking about earlier and you mentioned again is the that experience that entourage uh from you were creating that with with alcohol and you're taking that and you're applying it to cannabis and i think that your experience with alcohol is definitely going to have a huge huge impact in how you're able to deliver these different things to when you're talking about cannabis and whatnot so that's really cool so between the two of you 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 have a very I think similar mission in the sense of what Tricom does, or also just like what a lot of thought leaders in this industry do, which is we're trying to bring people together. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's settle our differences and focus on where we, we, the, the, what the ultimate goal is, you know? And so by uh, making it accessible, bringing people together, normalizing cannabis, destigmatizing cannabis and the stereotypes and some, well, some of the stereotypes are pretty damn fun, but you know, <laughs> the, 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 the negative stereotypes of, of, of what it is. Um, and I think that you're, you're, you're both able to definitely accomplish this um, with, with your, with your podcast. And, you know, some, I've been into a lot of research on podcasts recently. Um, 75% of podcasts don't, don't hit their 20th episode. So you wow. guys are so close to that, <laughs> which I think is amazing. And so what am I 16 or 17? 
uh, uh you will be recorded number 17 uh but you might actually be episode 20 when you actually yeah. air uh because okay, we've got well, some feel- vacations coming up and <laughs> yeah well, feel free to uh, to to do it for that one. Then I'll I'll wait patiently. <laughs> but that's that is a that's a huge feat. Like that is awesome. Congratulations! That's, that's I interesting. Know that. I had no, yes. I had not heard that. And it was so funny. Seventy-five percent. It was just like in December. Well, we had talked about it here and there, but like in December, I was like, "All right, Scott, January, we're starting this." Yep. And he was like, all right, what day? We've known each other for 25 years. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You can tell. You she are two peas in a pod, for sure. uh, Thank you. She she helped me get into the industry. And then we both kind of uh, left working in dispensaries because we were um, pretty disillusioned with the reality of the way dispensaries operate, um, at least Mm -hmm. here in Maryland. And this particular dispensary. Uh, which we're not here to sling mud at anybody. That's not what we do. Um, but yeah, it's um, <laughs> that that is our mission now is just to be educational and entertaining, hopefully, too, uh, because that, you know, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. Right. <laughs> like if you can make yeah, people laugh, yeah. they're more likely to keep listening and, and pay more attention when they do listen. Yeah, I'm so glad that you just said that, because um, I realized that. Last summer was the first time I had done like a live uh, presentation and it was cooking related. Mm -hmm. And there was only a few people. The show was a bust. It was not cannabis related. The demo was, but it was a food convention and it was in Miami. And there was like a fraction of the people that that were supposed to to show up. And I, I, I was like one of the last presenters on the far back side, like of the, like you had to walk three miles in the convention center to get to where I was presenting. And so there was only a couple of, there was like maybe 20 people in the room and I got up there and I like turned into a terrible comedian, <laughs> but I had so much fun making fun of like myself and making fun of like people in the audience. I was singling out and whatnot. And, and that was like, I I don't need to take this super professional cannabis educator perspective all the time. Mm -hmm. And I had so much fun with this. And then a couple weeks later I did another one and the same thing happened. Now that room was full. There was almost 300 people in there (laughs) and people were laughing galore and it was just a good time. And, and that's when I realized, so it's just what you just said is when people are laughing, they're listening. Yeah. Yeah. You just said it. And I've never heard anyone else say, I'm sure people have, but it was just like this epiphany that I had. So I like to joke around and swear and and tell stories (laughs) and, and, and maybe the, the next, uh, podcast we can do together it can be uh educational but focused on like debunking stoner myths or talking about yeah. stoner myths sure. and whatnot. So bring some giggle more giggles into the equation we've, um, we've, we've definitely talked about a few of them so far but god knows there are <laughs> there plenty. Are so many <laughs> oh there's tons so thanks for answering my questions i kind of flipped the role here but i want to share something now with y'all that no one knows about Ooh. And it's not the greatest of news. Oh. Uh, about 30 minutes before our podcast, I found out that the Tricom Institute Instagram was deleted. Oh, wow. How in- So our last episode, yeah. what yep. we talked about was um, the cannabis censorship. legislation, but yeah. also, um, yeah, censorship in the cannabis industry. Wow. Yeah. How? So I got this. Yeah. So I logged on this morning. <sighs> I checked our messages and uh, I got this, I put my phone down and I had a call and I picked it back up and it was like, you need to log back in. We've noticed suspicious activity on your account, which I thought was weird because myself and Max and then two other people in a trichome have access mm-hmm. to yeah. the, as an admin, the login. For sure. And every time someone log new logs in, it shows me where they're from and I approve it. So because my phone is the one that's connected directly to all the approval and all the two factor all Sure. whatever it's called. So um, I filled out a thing that was like, they had to take my, my name, my email, uh, phone number. I had to verify like the CAPTCHA images or whatever, like right. select this, select that. And then it said, thank you for submitting your information. Um, once we can verify this is you within 24 hours, you'll receive a notification or you'll be able to log into your account. So it logged me out and then I went to log in and nothing. 
So then I go to my personal Instagram and I look up Tricom. I had to type out Tricom.institute. Right. Yeah. We don't exist. And now our page, it's it's gone. So maybe they've taken it away because of that suspicious activity, but I don't know why they would delete a page completely for suspicious activity versus all logins are logged out and the page is still there. Right. And people can see it. Right. You know? right. And last week I had two uh, warnings last week. We had one before one was we, we were doing a hemp kit that we had uh, for interpreting training mm-hmm. and we had put on there like the hemp kit was BOGO. And even though it's federally legal hemp, FD oh. or uh, farm bill approved and all of that, right. we get, got a warning for that. Uh, last week or the week before I posted the terpene crystals of the little reel of the isolated terpenes that we have that got removed and it wouldn't even let me appeal it to say, this is a FDA approved GRAS generally recognized as safe food product that is coming from not, nope, that got uh, removed. And then um, last week I posted a little uh, video of the, the interpreting loop, just folding in and out. You yeah. did a giveaway. Said, right? uh, yep, did a giveaway. Yeah. It was removed. Someone, um, someone commented and said, "Where can I get this?" And I said, "Our shop page." Oh, the Jesus. comment got got flagged for the promotion That's... and sale of regulated goods. And then an hour later, because I I was able to appeal that, then an hour later they removed the whole post. Um, and then this, it, it says like they it's under review. And then this uh. happened today. So. So the chances are, chances are it's not looking good for, for us. We have, we had 45,900 plus almost 46,000 followers that we grew a hundred percent organically. We have never paid for a subscriber boost or anything like that. Yeah. Um, we, we, you know, we normally say things like that. I don't think we have yet, but obviously this interview has not been a paid sponsorship. We wanted to talk to you because we believe in your sure. academy Absolutely. and what you all do. Yeah. yeah. And you know, even if some things are a paid sponsorship, I'm good with that. If people are asking good questions and having good conversation and it's not a constant sales pitch, which I think we've all achieved here, uh, you know, um, but the, you know, in the, in the world, the reason I asked you about what your goal is with the podcast um, is because I wanted to share with you something that I had a goal even before we found out that our page was deleted today. And even mm-hmm. if we do get it back, this is still the goal. So because of we're, the fact that we're a cannabis related company, we are a federally legal, we pay our taxes like any other company mm-hmm. is an LLC because we don't sell cannabis. Right. We are right. no different than, than, you know, uh, Paul's fencing. I right. just saw fence and Paul came to name, you know, we're totally the same. But because we are a cannabis education company, we do talk about cannabis. We are not able to pay for any advertising on right. any platform right. that's non-cannabis website specific. Um, uh, we've we managed to get by on some um, Google ad related things, but they were very very small. What we were able to to, to do. Um, we, we can't do anything on Instagram, on Facebook. We've gotten declined a million times over again. LinkedIn won't even do anything with us, uh, even wow. though that they will promote cannabis if it's through a university. So hmm. a university is good to go to have cannabis education, but we're not. So I wanted to start doing more podcasts and that's how you guys reached out as I put it on our Instagram. Right. And I would say, I would say, go check out the post though, but it's gone. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I, and, and saying that, you know, we are looking to our community for help in getting our name out there. Obviously this is a marketing effort, but we also have a lot of, we as in myself and Max, you know, we have a, we dedicated our lives to this. There's a lot that we can say that people can take value out of. And we hope is educational. We want to have a platform or have platforms to be able to deliver these messages and offer this education and provide value for free, you know? And when we have a longer format conversation, people can actually get to know us and get to understand some of our concepts. Like earlier in the, 
podcast, I said terpenes don't matter when it comes to an edible. We didn't get to dive into that. And maybe we will, or we can save it for another time. But like, that's a full conversation. Absolutely. That's not a quick, like, right. terpenes don't matter. Like, right. that ruffles feathers. I'm, I know for a fact that people <laughs> will hear that and be like, no. But, uh, we've uh, we've had that conversation it. in brief before. Yeah, no, we, we understand. Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't yeah. mean that so, every listener of every episode understands. So yeah, you're right. Yeah. The, the, the yeah. longer so, format conversations allow for the details that matter. Right. And it, it's hard to get that message across because trichome has always been kind of going against the grain, like from the conception of Max of uh, let's create this company a uh, well before I got involved of like, Hey, a lot of people say these things and they don't make a lot of sense. So let's talk about why they don't make sense and what does make more sense. And Max has been phenomenal at that. But when you go against the grain, um, sometimes you're also pissing in the wind uh, and, you know, it can be challenging. So short little clips are hard for people to wrap their mind around, but a podcast is great to be able to talk about these things. So I think that in the cannabis space, podcasting is the number one way for people to really get to know other entities, other companies, other individuals and things that are, are, are cannabis specific. And for the people that are, that are listening right now, I just want to personally thank you. And of course I'm thanking you guys here too, but for listening to over an hour uh, or almost two hours of us having a fun conversation here, um, this matters a lot. And you also don't realize how important your thumbs are. Anytime that you like something that's cannabis related, every time you comment, you add it to your story, it is helping these companies tremendously, tremendously, you know, Um, because if a cannabis company can grow their page without, um, you know, trying to pay and trying to do these different things or paying influencers. Like we've never done that. We've never paid influencers to like uh, do our things. Actually, I think there was one little campaign that we did in it and nothing happened. It was a waste of money. That's why we, we didn't do it anymore. Uh, but you know, you're, you're, what you're listening to, what you're engaging in the, the, the AI at B that knows that you've listened this far into this podcast knows that, and it will, adjust and shape the way other people are exposed to it. Um, So please like even not just mine, but share podcasts that are cannabis related on your Facebook page, share them uh, to your, your network. Like if you have a company and you have a, a newsletter base and you say, Hey, I really like this, like share it, put it out there say, Hey, there's some tidbits here. I think you might listen to and like, do your, do your play a role in that community sense. Like you mentioned yeah. of helping cross cross promote other brands and whatnot. Um, even competitors, you can still support competitors, you know, yeah. uh, in, in certain regards. So, you know, I thank you so much is what I'm saying to, to the two of you, Scott and Miranda, for, uh, for doing this podcast, for having me on and to, to know that I sincerely value it, whether you have 16, 17, 20 episodes, or you have 300, because it gives myself and Tricom Institute an, an opportunity to hopefully make an impact. And even if we don't necessarily get customers, let's get some fans, you know, people who might like what we have to say and want to learn more and know who we are, because even though if we might, something we have might not be exactly for you, you might know someone someday that can find it their way to come to our company and support us, which we appreciate. But, you know, uh, the ability to chat with you guys and further normalize cannabis and, um, you know, have a people coming together. I know that we disagree on things. I, I just, cause we're humans. Sure. I know it, <laughs> sure. but we're not focusing on that. We're focusing on what we do agree with. And uh, we have that common goal and that true sense of community of trying to, you know, normalize cannabis. And uh, this podcast is a great way to facilitate that. And um, it, it's a big deal to be that, you know, we just had our profile deleted and that may be gone forever <sighs> to know that, it, that at least this conversation will live on and you're, in control of it and you get to share it and I, we get to share it. And that that's meaningful to me uh, quite a bit. <laughs> it's very meaningful. So well, thank you. And well, to us too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, I, I didn't think anything would come of me saying, Hey, check us out on Instagram. And <laughs> yet here, here we are. 
Oh, you so got a puppy awesome. in your lap. I, I do. Aww. He's been sitting here the entire time. Yeah, one of yours time. walked by you before, oh Brandon. God. I think your German Shepherd walked by you a little while yeah. ago. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is Cheech. Yeah, we have, so. we have three here, but two of them get sequestered because they're very noisy. Yes. Cheech can uh, control well. himself, so he's allowed to hang out. Cheech has a little special place in my heart right now because last uh, February of 21, we lost our 18 year old Chihuahua. Uh, and so a little Cheech there just, Oh <laughs> yeah. Makes me very sad and happy at the same Aww. time. So uh, sometimes, you know, it's amazing how like something that simple can make you feel so happy and so sad at the same oh, time. Yeah. You know? I get it. Uh, uh, but I'm, Seeing that little face, the little smirk, and the eyes closing. <laughs> oh, you can <laughs> see, you can see why he's named flood of, You know, between the, the oh, eyes, yeah. he's also a weed hound. The minute you unscrew the jar, oh, he's right there. He's <laughs> yeah, he's ready. He's to trying to get out. at it. Have you ever tried to feed your dogs cannabis leaves? No, because we don't have we, access. We can't to grow. Them. We cannot legally okay. grow here, yeah. so we can't when- access fan leaves. When the day comes that you mm-hmm. find a way to get access, it blew my mind. My, I've, I've jokingly tried to feed my German shepherd anything you could imagine. If it's, if, if she's like me, if it had a mother, I'll eat it. Like we're, we're diehard <laughs> meat eaters, the two of us. Uh, but aside from carrots, she will not touch another vegetable. And and I, I can understand why, but like I've tried l- different types of leafy greens, lettuce, rom- romaine, spinach, cucumbers, peppers, like stuff drops on the floor while we're cooking. She'll come. She'll even lick it. Nope. No. Nope. Nope. If I'm sautéing and something pops out, <laughs> she'll lick off the butter and then go about her day. Uh, she's like, fuck that Brussels sprout, you know, like, but <laughs> So I had some fan leaves that were given to me because I was doing some experimenting with like tempura and different ways to fry and, you know, what storage, seeing how they would store properly. And I pulled out my phone. I'm like, all right, let's see what happens. And I had my phone and I put the leaf, ate it immediately. She chowed down. I, she ate like three leaves. I didn't want to give her any more because I didn't want her stomach to get upset, but it was like something connected her like she knew that this is good now i'm not sold on fan leaves for medicinal benefits mm-hmm. there's minimal cannabinoids there's not a lot of terpenes just because there are it's a leafy green doesn't mean that it's necessarily you know healthy or you have to drink or eat a lot of them for them to be effective in the sense of some of the right. cannabis related benefits are on there uh there's also limited data. So we'll see what comes out. But the point is that like, I could not believe that something in her DNA said, eat this. Hmm. It was, it was okay. fascinating. Yeah. Oh my God. It, she chowing down. She, and I was only letting her <laughs> take like a little bite of it. And she just kept coming back for it. It's on my Instagram somewhere. It's a cute video, but um, look at little Cheech there. It's just stoned out of his mind. <laughs> So speaking of videos, you do, you do have a YouTube channel as well. Yeah. So, uh, Tricom has a YouTube channel. I personally have a YouTube channel. Um, I, for a long time was doing live cooking streams and there's a ton of videos that are on there. I'm picking that back up again. Um, and you know, I have, so like if you Google chef Brandon Allen, it's going to pop up on YouTube. My Instagram will pop up. Um, and uh, now when you Google Tricom Institute, you'll come to our website. That's a good right. thing. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we also have, um, you know, the, uh, our, our, uh, our YouTube channel too. Cool. And hopefully by the time we get this episode up, the Instagram. Maybe fingers crossed, fingers crossed. You guys can, I know some yeah. people have, I mean, so I, I've read, um, I can't, not cannabis cutie cannabis. So well, Tom, one of the Tom female different had his, account deleted not too long ago i think it was on actually on 420 really yeah huh. and wow, he's had he's had to have like he has different variations yeah there um, you know people have backup accounts and such yeah. but i have seen a few different accounts actually get reinstated but it's been like and then ridiculous amounts of work and time before yeah. instagram actually does it but who yeah. knows we, you know 
we recently uh, brought on a new teammate to Tricome. Uh, Nusheen is her name. And she's done quite a bit with cannabis and has worked with different brands. And it's so funny because we literally just had a, uh, a marketing slash conference call discussing like things to do with social media. And, uh, and then separate from that, myself and our, one of our guys, Adam, if you ever message customer service, it's either me or Adam that responds. So, okay. you know, uh, but Adam, like Adam's more on the tech side of things, but we were saying, you know, what, we should probably, um, uh, create a trichome 2.0 right. and yeah. ask everyone to go follow it. Yeah. And now this, yeah. So um, hopefully if it does happen and we do not get the account back and it's not just this weird verification thing like popped up this morning, which I don't think it is because I don't see why they would remove the page completely. Right. Uh, I, I hope that between our friends and partners that we've, we've worked with over the years um, are 16 some thousand people in our current database. Yeah. We have, you know, we have almost 10,000 students, yeah. uh, believe it or not. Uh, will will help us uh, build a uh, build a new page and you know stick it to the man so to speak you know the 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 tech overlords um, <laughs> you know I I um, the 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 cancel culture and the shadow banning and the censorship uh, what's terrible is that some people will agree that certain areas should be censored and shadow banned and, and, and what, and, and canceled. Um, and, and everyone thinks that way until it does happen to you right? because you never know what will be next. So, um, you know, I look at it as, Hey, if you don't like something, don't engage with it, move on. 100%. Just, just, move on and let those who want that have access to it. Um, and it's crazy to me that the Taliban has a Twitter, but Tricom Institute just got deleted on Instagram. Well, that's, I mean, we, you know, one of the things that we talked about in the discussion of the censorship is people have said that it's being weaponized, that competitors mm. are reporting mm -hmm. more successful companies in the space to get their content taken down to harass them into having their accounts deleted so that, you know, and I'm not saying that Joe Schmo's cannabis college has done that to you, but you don't know that somebody hasn't, um, or you don't know that people in the alcohol space aren't or the tobacco mm, space yes. aren't, or, tobacco, you know, yeah. it's more than just cannabis competitors there, you know, so without putting on my, without putting on my foil hat, yeah, <laughs> I believe I believe that that is highly likely. Right, that mm -hmm. it that it wasn't the reason, but it contributed to. Because on my end, all I can see on the the account status is um, your strikes. Right, well, we got right. three, and after that third one, and I requested an appeal. Here we are. Yeah. Um, had I requested an appeal, would anything have happened differently? Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe I flagged them. And I'm, you know, now like, Hey, radar's on me, you know, right. Um, or targets on me, you know, put a target on my back, so to speak. But, um, I think that it definitely could have played a role because I, let's put it this way, any industry, any category within an industry, there is ruthless competition and there's a lot of yeah. shitty people. There's phenomenal people. There are some of the most amazing people on this planet, but and, and they are the majority. I, I, I wholeheartedly believe that the majority of people are inherently good. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, there's a reason that most people go onto Yelp or Google reviews to write a negative review. Right. Versus all the amazing experiences they had where they totally ignored. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, people are more apt to complain. You know, you're, 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 you're a lot of... Yeah, it's just people are more apt to complain and and stir the pot and whatnot. Um, and there's there's a weird part of that that I think kind of goes into just our history as of, as human beings, you know, as a whole. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, the idea that someone could potentially be weaponizing and saying, "Listen, uh, team of twenty people, I want you all over the next month to pick a day, and you're going to report this company, or you're yeah. going to do that." And there's there, I, I bet someday there's going to be, um, um, 
people through various tech companies, or there'll be people who will leave a company. Like you worked for a dispensary that you don't like anymore. And I think it's very uh, professional of you to not mention that. Uh, But there will be people like yourself that will come out and say, "Uh, these guys suck and this is why. So there will be people that will come out and say, I worked for this company and they asked us to go and report our competitor and we got we contributed to getting their page. It'll come out. You know, I mm-hmm. hope it wasn't the case with us because I hope we don't have enemies like that. But I wouldn't be surprised if it, it, it most likely probably played a role into it. And it's funny because meanwhile, I just had a call with a woman the other day uh, who was inquiring about some things. And I told her who our competitors were and what they were good at. I just explained <laughs> what separates yeah. us. Yeah, I just tell them what, why we're different. It's Every, go take them all. That's what I say. Go, go sign up for every company you can, if whatever you, you fits your budget. Um, well, what yeah. separates us is like a lot of the delivery of the content, how we educate. It's not even the topic. It could be the exact same topic as someone else, but we feel we do a really good job of just presenting it in a way that it's enjoyable and fun and entertaining. And, uh, you know, it's digestible and translatable to others. Well, and, and, and you just mentioned briefly, whatever you can afford, and, you know, obviously this is not an advertisement for Tricom Institute, but you all are very affordable, you know, um, whether it's the cooking I class, so. whether it's the, you know, interpreting class, it's all very accessible to anyone. I yeah. Think. And you um, run enough specials as well. Right. Yeah. I discounts. mean, when I took the course, we, yeah. I, I got yeah. it on the 420 deal or whatever it was. And we. Mm-hmm. You know, thank God we didn't get shut down for promoting you because we were promoting your <laughs> your um, your 420 deal that you did this year with yeah. the, the percentage off of the cooking class. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, a, a lot of the classes that you look at are pretty cost prohibitive for somebody that is probably making between 14 to 17 dollars an hour working in a dispensary. Yeah. You know, and spending a lot of their money buying products so that they can then talk to their patients about what it is and what it sure. does. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's important for this. Like you said, the goal would be to be able to give it away for free, but, um, you know, making it as affordable and accessible as possible to as many different people, regardless of why they're coming to take it, whether they're just trying to increase their own knowledge or whether because they're patient facing or, you know, they're in the recreational or adult use market, however you like to call it, you know, I mean, all, Mm -hmm. all of those people, I feel like can afford to take your classes and educate themselves and learn more, even if it's just about how the medicine affects them personally, you know? Yeah. I'm glad you're saying that it's affordable. I've done a lot of comparison to our competitors and I do believe that our barrier of entry is the same, if not lower than a lot that are out there Mm -hmm. Um, or it's more, but the quality and quantity of what is being taught is, is greater than. So in proportional to their value price point, I'd say it's still similar. Um, You know, I wish we could give it away for free. I wish that we were able to focus all of our attention on creating videos that we monetize through YouTube and Facebook and different things like that and be able to say, here's all the education. It's for free because we're able to make money through ads and make money through sponsors and money through clicks and stuff like that and, and invest a lot of money early on in getting followers organic, but investing in, in, mm-hmm. you know, sponsored posts to pop up at the top and, and whatnot. I wish we could do that and have products like t-shirts and, and little gadgets like the weed wheel and the book to sell. But I wish the, the, the content itself could be for free. That would be the ideal goal. And maybe someday after federal, at least federal decriminalization. Right. Yeah. Uh, Cause I'm not, I'm not signed up for whole federal government control of this industry. I understand state state specific. Um, But once we get to federal decriminalization uh, and, and hopefully that will change the laws with these big tech giants where you can monetize an 18 or older video uh, or 21 and older video on, on YouTube, that would be amazing because I, I, I think that we would actually probably be more financially successful if we could give it away for free and have the ability to advertise and stuff like that. But right. we're living in the, in fairy tale land here, right. uh, <laughs> you know, because it's just not the case, but um, you know, if, if anyone, um, Let's put it this way. If anyone goes to our site and that little pop-up 
shows up, I think, you know, by now that means you're getting a discount code. So always keep that in mind, you know, (laughs) and we do run sales generally at least once a month, you know, so, but I want to give you guys access to the, um, whatever courses you don't have, I'm going to give you access to, because I, I think that the two of you have the ability to make an impact in the community. I sincerely appreciate that. I appreciate your time today. I feel like you, uh, uh, the, the y'all, Coral <laughs> and I could uh, could continue on for probably another hour or two. So why don't we um, reserve some yeah. future conversation, maybe based off of feedback from folks on here uh, uh, for another podcast. I'd love to get Max uh, uh, with his crazy schedule, but we'll try and get a time for y'all to talk about uh, psychedelics and pterodactyls and toadstools and all the fun things that uh, he likes <laughs> He, he, he is very entertaining and will cover a lot of ground of, of things outside of cannabis, um, which is what we all, I think, love about Max. Uh, you know, so um, let's, uh, let's continue this because yeah, we all absolutely. are good people. And Thank yeah, you we so will much. You know, I just really appreciate it. Like like we said, we'll have our fingers crossed in your your battle with Instagram. But in the meantime, we'll send people to the website, trichominstitute.com. Yeah. That and uh, and to the YouTube channel and to your, your uh, Instagram, YouTube and Instagram yep. as well. And thank you so much again, Brandon. We really, we really appreciate, appreciate it. it. We so much gratitude. Love you guys. Thank you. All right, Love we'll you. talk Thanks. to you soon. Peace. Again, thank you so much to Chef Brandon for coming on and spending so much time with us. It was an absolute delight and privilege. Yeah, thank you, Chef Brandon. Uh, thank you, Tricome Institute. Uh, we really look forward to checking out the rest of the coursework that we yeah. haven't um, experienced ourselves yet, and and get- continuing the educa- uh, the education and conversation. Absolutely, uh, we're we're looking forward to talking to Max in the future, potentially um, about his psychedelic knowledge and research. Yeah. Um, and yeah, more, more chats with chef Brandon and more conversations with you all about, uh, you know, the types of people that you want to hear us talk to the types of issues that you want to hear us talk about. Um, as always, we greatly appreciate the feedback. You can, Shoot us email uh, through the headyconversations.com, headyconversations at gmail.com is the email address. Um, you can obviously always reach me through your cannabis coach. And Our Lady of Mary Jane on Instagram, as it stands at the moment. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> you know, who knows when we will, you know, I don't think we're important enough for Instagram to censor yet, but that seems to be what does it, which, you know, begs the question, as we had the conversation with Chef Brandon, as we mentioned in the episode when we talked about uh, this censorship originally, is there a you know weaponized effort by other cannabis companies to report successful cannabis businesses right. um, in the space and and get them taken away? You know, and you know what, guys, that's just not cool. It's it's just not even a conversation we should have to have. No. It shouldn't be possible for people to report, you know, totally legal cannabis content. Yeah. You know, I mean, look, we all go to efforts to post our warnings and to do our best to age restrict things. And, you know, none of us are selling things or, um, you know, promoting necessarily even people that are selling things. Um, It's just it's just absolutely absurd how we're uh, censored from speaking about medicine. They're weaponizing our community against us. It's um, and, and it as we spoke before in another episode it it skews the playing field to the big businesses um that have the money because it surely seems like the people that pay for the sponsored content don't have their accounts taken away right it's the people that do it organically as chef brandon said you know um they've never even really done the whole influencer thing they, right. they've you know, given away some scholarships here or there, like they've talked about doing with us or right. like they've done with us personally. Um, but as far as like paying for sponsored ads or things like that, never done it. not something that they really do. Um, and it seems to me that, yeah, the, the companies that don't get censored are the ones that I see those sponsored ads from. Yeah. And they can get away with posting content and volumes of content and types of content that other you know, organic, more cottage industries or more kind of, you know, uh, outsider 
players sure. in the industry Small business. don't seem to get away with. So, yeah. Uh, it's more important than ever, folks, for you to interact with the content that you support and let these companies know, let the politicians know um, that we need to end the stigma and we need to end the criminalization of this plant <laughs> and the conversations around it and the knowledge around it. And Absolutely. The, and the access to the industry that's making billions of dollars. <laughs> and build that community that we have not had. It is completely skewed because of big business. Yeah. So thank you for being a part of our community. Um, next week, we will be talking to you on our review episode yeah. about some fun flower from out in the mountains of Western Maryland. Yeah. A little Grow West action for you. Yeah. So um, untrimmed Grow West action. That's right. Yeah. Some some <laughs> bargain cannabis um, for you bargain hunters out there or for you folks that, you know, aren't looking for the 30 percent THCs because yeah. both of these that we uh, reviewed this month were a little bit lower in the um, the THC spectrum. So check it out if you like the review episodes. Uh, if not, you can catch us in two weeks, I guess, with yeah. our next um, Q&A. Send those questions in. Uh, we'll talk to you soon, folks. Be well to yourselves and each other. Go get something good to eat. Mm -hmm.